0: And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just three dollars at Harrys.com/bluewire. That's Harrys.com/bluewire for a three-dollar trial set.
1: Seven, six, five, four, three, two,
0: one.
2: Hey guys, this is Liz Candace. This is Nikki Collins. What up guys? This is hey, this is Imani B. Stafford. Hey, this is Jordan Canada. This is Asia Wilson. Welcome to the WNBA Nation. What's up, WNBA Nation listeners? We are so excited to be having a, a quick little mini episode with you all today. Uh My name is Kyle Haywood and I'm here with one of my best friends in the world, Logan Jones. Logan, how's it going, dude? Dude,
1: it's the sports equinox, right? Like this happens <laughs> every October, where right in the midst of like football season, baseball playoffs, WNBA finals, semifinals, it's it's honestly the best time of year to be a sports fan, in my opinion. I know March Madness might have something to say about that, but this is kind of like if if anybody's expecting any of my work to get done on time this week, um, it, I mean, it's coming in. It's coming in at one in the morning because my my evening hours are otherwise ocupado
2: with the sports. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's absolutely like sun up to sundown, packed with with great, fantastic sports coverage. Um, I I love everything that's happening right now. We've got college basketball. Uh, has kind of started up with their first practices. We've got WNBA playoffs. We've got uh, NFL going on, college football going on, baseball starting their playoffs, NBA basketballs uh, into the preseason. Like we we're hitting this really fun stretch right now, and uh, and I'm really excited. So, but none of it quite compares to the WNBA playoffs, Logan. Let's be real. We have had. A phenomenal playoffs up to this point. And, at, and right now, we are sitting at uh, a 2-1 series in both of the semifinal games, or in both of the semifinal series, I should say. Um, and uh, we, we're we going to be breaking down a couple of games here, but really quick, we want to give a quick shout-out to uh, Michaela Onyanwere, who just was announced as the WNBA Rookie of the Year, as well as the five rookies who made WNBA first team or, or not first team, WNBA yeah, all rookie team. I should yeah. say all rookie team is, is, is correct. Um, area McDonald, Michaela onion, Charlie Collier, DD Richards, and Dana Evans. Um, it was kind of interesting because like, let's be completely Frank. This was probably a really difficult decision to get five to, you know, to so narrow down I, five players. I, was
1: like, I don't know. I thought you were talking about rookie <laughs> of the year. It's like, <laughs> no, no,
2: no, no, no. Rookie of the not. year, I think was rookie of the year was probably the easiest uh, award to give this season. I thought that it was, it was Michaela's uh, basically start to finish, but um for an all rookie team. And I don't mean that that there were so many players deserving. I mean that it was probably hard to find five rookies who logged enough minutes worthy of making an all rookie team. <laughs> um outside of just a couple of these uh not many of these players, not many of this rookie class even saw the floor. Some players getting waived just a couple of games into the season. Um this was not a strong rookie class as they came see, in. Now, we'll
1: see you, you, it down the road that, where things but go. I, but. I look at these names, and I think three or four years down the road, we might be thinking of this rookie class as an exceptionally
2: strong rookie class. We we very well could. It just, it just First impressions have not been great.
1: <laughs> yeah, they just didn't really get much of a, a, a chance to, to go. So I, yeah. I look at those names uh, that you listed off for the all-rookie team, and I think – I I'm a big Michaela fan. I think she absolutely deserves the award this year. I think you're crazy if you think otherwise, but agreed. I will be 0% shocked. In fact, I would almost be more surprised if someone else didn't emerge as the best player out of this class in the next three or four seasons, right? Mm. We're going to, when we're in season 10 of WNBA nation, we're going to come back to this draft. And I think we're going to like a lot of the players that that came out of it. We're just going to think, Oh, it's crazy that, uh, you know, she started there on that team and didn't get any minutes because look at what she's doing now.
2: I could see that. I could see that being the case. Um, just overall, like to start with, not, I mean, Charlie Collier making first or making the All Rookie Team is fine. It's sort but of a... but you but you put her season into pretty much any of the last ten seasons. And she's not making the all rookie team.
1: No, that's sort you of know, a,
2: that that's kind of where I'm at.
1: I feel like that selection was based on draft capital more than anything. Yeah. <laughs> Basically I think there was a few do.
2: other there was a few other players that had similar minutes and, and results. Um that but Charlie maybe was they were kind of like, Well, let's give it to the number one pick. <laughs> you know but uh, if you watch Dallas Wings basketball this year you didn't see much from either of your top 2 picks um now again like you said i could easily see walk queer like really coming through and and making some uh, a splash in the league in the next couple of seasons, you got to remember she's, you know, she's still so, so young, just barely coming into this league and, and needing to develop, but she's got a lot of those tools. So we could easily see her end up being long-term, the best player out of this, yeah, out of this I'm draft big, class.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm a big DD Dee Dee Richards fan. I think she's going to oh, be one Dee Dee. of those pieces in the league for a long time that, that teams are eager to acquire. Um, I love Ari McDonald and Dana Evans. I think those are players that we were really high on on draft day that really haven't gotten to show what they can do in the league yet. Remember, there's no preseason for the WNBA. Um, It's basically you get selected, you get a week to play with your team, and at that point, good coaches pretty much have the rotation set. So to crack the rotation, you either need to be on a pretty bad team or filling a pretty substantial need in that week where you get to show your stuff. Otherwise, you're going to take an offseason, get your legs under you, come back in year two, and then we'll see that kind of year two to year three bump that we see in a lot of players in just a, a couple of seasons
2: down the road. Absolutely. So congrats again to uh, those five players for the all-rookie team, Michaela Onyannuere for the Rookie of the Year, uh, easiest pick of any uh, award this season for sure. Logan, let's talk playoff basketball. I want to start with kind of the heated, like tight game that we saw Sunday night between Connecticut and Chicago. Um, We've got Chicago taking this game 86, 83 to go ahead in the series two to one. They are one game away from a WNBA finals appearance as a six seed, uh, potentially upsetting the number one seed here. Um, I've seen a lot of people kind of just already crowning them and, and moving them forward into the finals uh, on WNBA Twitter. I, I don't know about that. I, I think that this game was close enough. I don't think you can count Connecticut out. We we've seen how hot Connecticut can get. Um, but this was really exciting for Chicago sky fans at home, being able to see this guy, uh, you know, basically be in the driver's seat in this series um Logan I was I was just curious what your thoughts were as far as this result and what you saw from this game.
1: Yeah, there are really two ways that you can look at this. One is first of all, you can toss the seeds out the window. The Sun right. deserved to be the one seed. They went 26 and 6. Um that matters to me, but the Sky, I know they went 500 and I know they're the 6 seed. But you ain't never seen a 6 seed like this before in the playoffs, right? Like this this isn't some upstart this is, team overperforming yeah. with a bunch of youngsters, right? This is a team from the start of the season that had contender aspirations. So uh, I'll go back to my original point. You can look at this one in two ways. One is the Sky were able to come out with a three-point win in a gutsy game in which they held John Quill Jones to 10 points. Um, granted, John Quill Jones, even on what you might call a bad night, got a double-double. She went 10-10. and 10, But... For, for the league's leading scorer to only get 10 points and for her teammates to kind of have to step up and keep the offense humming um, while she was kind of taken out, canceled out by the Sky defense, that means something if you're a Sky fan. Right. Yeah, also, that's a, if you're a Sun fan. Holding your MVP
2: down, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, all, all it means if you're a Sun fan is just be a little bit more effective with the MVP on two more possessions and you win the game. Right. So you're down two <laughs> one in the series and it looks like the sky have your number because they're taking your MVP out. But really it just comes down to two. You just have to play better on two possessions. And that to me tells me this is still anybody's series, even though it looks like the number one seed son are really on the ropes.
2: Yeah. It seems that way. Uh, when you look at the, at the overall series, you know, standings with Chicago up two one with a home game coming up. Um, but again, this still—I—I I still honestly look at these two teams and and have it kind of a coin flip right now as far as who uh, would advance between these two. I don't know if I have if I could even pick a favorite to advance out of this series right now. It's it'd be tough. Jonquil not having a, the best of games, um, but honestly, Connecticut shot the ball pretty well. Outside of Jasmine Thomas, who had a really rough night from the field, they all shot like right around 50% or better um and so i think that that's you know uh, that's got to be tough to swallow as a as a connecticut sun squad to be able to say like hey man like we put we were putting the ball in the hoop we just didn't uh we just didn't execute down the stretch um you know i think that's if you look at so many of these statistics between these two teams there were like they're almost identical. The sun shot 48.5% from the field. Chicago shot 46. Um, They both shot exactly 45% from the three point line. They both went exactly nine for 20. They both shot right around, uh, right around 80% from the free throw line. 30 rebounds for Connecticut, 35 for Chicago, 21 assists for Chicago, but 23 for Connecticut. It really went back and forth, back and forth um, on this, uh on these two squads. It, it really, yeah. that, that's what it boiled down to. It was a close, close game that Chicago just happened to come uh, out ahead on. And I like what you said. This is not a typical six seed that we're seeing from Chicago. Call you copper is the real deal, Plus you've got Quigley, Vandersloot, Candace Parker, uh you, you know, you've got a really solid, solid squad. If you've got Steph Dolson only playing eight minutes, that means you have a good team. That means you have a really good team. Where they were they were relying heavy minutes from Steph for the last several seasons, she's been reduced down because you've added other pieces. We've seen Candace Parker come in, uh Azrae Stevens has been playing really well as of late. Um you know, when you when you have someone who's been a, a key rotating piece for you reduced down to eight minutes, I think that's a good sign for your team. Yeah, when you've got other players stepping up,
1: we are watching Kalia Copper ascend into superstardom before our eyes in this postseason.
0: Absolutely, because she.
1: There, there are probably three players in the playoffs right now that I cannot take my eyes off of whenever they're on the floor. Two of them are future Hall of Famers that play for the Phoenix Mercury. Copper and the other was the Copper. Other. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, I'm not trying to, to draw that parallel exactly. I'm just saying for, for a 27 year old who's supposed to be about the fifth or sixth player deep on her team, she is emerging the way like rookie year Damian Lillard emerged when D- Lamarcus Aldridge had been on the team for 10 years. And it became obvious, like, this isn't your team anymore. This is the youngsters team. And I think they all, I mean, nobody is a bigger fan of copper than Candace Parker. There's not, there's not like resistance to her ascension into being great. And I think that's the key to the sky run right now is they're letting copper be this. You know, Vandersloot, seven points. She only made three, three buckets on the, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. She's not out there to get buckets. She's out to get assists. And that's exactly what she did. She had 13. Um, holy crap. We need to. <laughs> Every time she gets double digit assists, we just gloss over it like, oh, you know, cause that's what she does. Um, Allie yeah, Quigley. It's impressive. <laughs> she's, she's doing it from three. Candice Parker got her 10 and 10 to basically cancel out anything John Quill Jones did. She's still great defensively. Ezrae Stevens having a great series. I mean, the, the sky are a sound team. I don't want to make it sound like they're just being carried by one player, but. The best player in this series is not the league MVP right now. It's copper. And if that continues, they will continue to win even on into the finals.
2: Agreed. I completely agree with that. Um, Logan, we've got another series to talk about here soon, but I'm curious. uh, uh, Do you have a prediction for uh, Wednesday night's game? As far as uh between these two teams, are we going to see Connecticut even things up and go to game five uh, or are we going to see Chicago advance to the finals?
1: I have been horrendously bad with my playoff picks this postseason <laughs> after a pretty decent run of preseason and postseason picks over the last year or so. I've just been, I mean, I can't get anything right, um, but I'll, I'll go with my gut. And I'll say that the Connecticut Sun are going to defend that one seed to the bitter end and push mm. this to a game five.
2: Okay. Okay. I like that. I I I think that, I, again, what I said before, I, I don't know if I could even pick between these two teams. I still feel like it's about a 50-50 shot, even though Chicago's got the advantage here. Um, basically, I just, the only thing I could say to, to kind of, counter that argument is that Chicago looks like the Chicago we were expecting all season long. They finally look like they're in rhythm and, and they're taking it to a team who hadn't lost in months. It had been many months before uh, or since Chicago had lost, or since Connecticut had lost an actual WNBA regular season game. Um, You know, if you take out the commissioner's cup they have been absolutely dominant, beating everybody by like 30 points. It was just insane. And Chicago's come in and looked every bit of what we thought Chicago could be. Um, I I think that especially at home, home court could be, you know, could be the determining factor here. Uh, with it, with how oh, evenly these two teams are playing, them
1: playing game four at home is what gives me a little bit of pause. But just seeing what the sun, the type of team the sun have been under Kurt, um, yeah, I, I feel like if they're going to be eliminated, it's going to be in five. I, I think I, I would probably take Chicago to win like this that. series right now. It just mm-hmm. feels like it's going to be a winner take all scenario.
2: Connecticut's backed into a corner and they're going to fight their way out of it. Yeah, I like it. I like it.
0: And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash blue wire for a $3 trial set.
2: Can we talk about Phoenix in Vegas for oh, just a second, Logan? Oh my gosh. I'm so by-
1: scared of Phoenix.
2: And by Phoenix, <laughs> I just want to talk Brianna Turner. Like, <laughs> oh like, that's, that's, uh, can, can we just. Sh- Turner is probably the least talked about difference maker for a team in the league because she plays on a team that the other starting four are Diana Tarasi, Skylar Diggins Smith, Brittany Greiner, and Kianers. She's kind of the fifth in that, like, she's, she's the fifth because. Everybody else gets, has had, you know, all this hype around them. Turner just seems to not be mentioned. And all she does is go out and get buckets and make stops. 23 points, 17 rebounds to go along with two block shots. Unbelievable. An absolutely dominant performance. Uh, and not just from Turner, but from Phoenix as a whole. Brittany Griner looks like basically if you took MVP contenders and how they performed in the playoffs so far, I understand it's a regular season award. That's why we award it to the regular season, right? That's why we, that's why we do it there. We don't wait till after the playoffs, but Brittany Griner is by far playing the best basketball of any of the MVP candidates in the playoffs right now. Like she, I, I know it's just
1: saying Kalia Copper's praises. I think Brittany Griner has been the best player of the postseason.
2: A hundred percent, hundred percent.
1: You know, if if Phoenix ends up taking this all the way and winning another ring, it's an easy decision, I think, for Finals MVP if she keeps this up. Um, we need to talk about something though. This this game was baffling. So the Mercury yes. beat down the Aces, eighty-seven to sixty, Sunday no. night. They pumped them. Uh, this is the number two seed that went 24 and 8. They were in the finals last year, had designs to get there again. I have never seen a rebounding disparity. Oh, my this goodness. This sizable in a playoff game. I mean, it makes the 87 to 60 score look like even less than the beat down this was. <laughs> Phoenix yeah. out-rebounded Vegas Aces 58 to 29. Which That's means double. every one of the seventeen <laughs> of Brianna Turner's rebounds. You you could have got zero from her, and you still would have just blanked these guys. I mean, the <laughs> the three point shooting. I know people look at oh, Vegas doesn't shoot threes. The Mercury didn't hit a ton of threes in this game either. I mean, they shot a lot more. They hit a few more, but it's really the battle of the boards. Um, the 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 ball movement on the offensive end. I mean they. They almost double the the Mercury almost doubled the Aces' numbers on rebounds and assists. They just played so much. They better. exactly
2: doubled. Actually, I'm I'm doing some quick maths here. They exactly doubled. They had 29 rebounds for a, for the Aces. Phoenix had 58. That's exactly double, isn't it?
1: They yeah they I yeah mean, they crushed and then assists were
2: 12 to 24 in every
1: oh. quarter. The the closest the Aces got to winning a quarter was in the third quarter. They still fell behind by five extra points. I mean, they got beat in every face of the game. And this could be (laughs) one of those easy, you know, I could, the aces are a good team. They're well coached. Asia Wilson's a stud. Maybe they come out and they flush this one and they say, Hey, that was a wake up call. We got hit in the face, but we're back. We're not on our heels anymore. Maybe, but certainly doesn't feel that way. Certainly feels like Phoenix put this away in like in game three. I mean, yeah, the Aces are on the ropes the, uh, in in a way that I don't think the Sun are, even though they're down in their series as well. I feel like the Aces are like bloodied and beaten, and they they need to kind of make a desperate move here in Game Four, or this is going to be a painful exit after what was a pretty good regular season.
2: The Aces have lost to Phoenix in the last two games. Phoenix has outscored Las Vegas uh, by twenty-seven in game three and by 26 in game two Phoenix. Everybody's talking about Chicago advancing to the finals. I'm just saying it right now. Phoenix looks like the best team left in the playoffs. I'm more scared of Phoenix. I am terrified. If I, if I am uh, like, if you had to pick, let's say that you're just another team outside of the playoffs right now. And you say, which of these four teams do you least want to play against? it's Phoenix 10 out of 10 times. They look so good. I
1: I understand this, the sky have a good chance at it, right? Like they're up in their series. I think they're going to win a hard fought series, even though I, I don't think the sun are quite done yet. I understand they've got star power. They've got copper on the rise. I'm not, I wouldn't say 10 times out of 10, I would take Phoenix, but it certainly feels like Phoenix got hot at just the right time. They got DT back. She started every game just molten from beyond the arc. Uh, Enough that even when she cooled off later in the game, they had a lead that they were just extending through playing through Griner. Brianna Turner, as you mentioned, was doing her thing. I I have not seen an aces team that can play from behind this year. And it certainly looks like Phoenix is going to try to score 90 every game and just say, you're going to have to get a 100 to beat us. And yeah, you guys the really on the way. hoop.
2: No, they're not. Um, we called out uh, John Quell for having a little bit of a rough uh, outing for Connecticut. I have to, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm calling out Asia. She's a friend of the show. She's we've had her on. We've had interviews with her. She's fantastic. We love Asia Wilson, and I think that she would agree. She needs to be called out, especially after this game three performance. Went two for fourteen from Oof. the field. And was, and I, I understand plus minus is not everything. We, we talked about that. But if your near MVP candidate and 2020 MVP winner is a minus 31 <laughs> in plus minus.
1: It ain't good.
2: That's not a good sign. When she was on the court, Las Vegas was outscored by 31 points when Asia West was on the court. Now, do I expect that to stay the same? No. Do I think that Brittany Greiner and Brianna Turner have absolutely had a game plan that has locked down Asia and Liz Cambage? Yes. I think that those two uh have struggled against this Phoenix interior uh, defense and they got to figure something out. There's got Las Vegas has to change something and change something quick or else they're going to get run out of the building and not even sniff a game five in this series.
1: Yeah. I want to give some credit where it's due here because in our preseason episode, um, Steve was the boldest on Phoenix. He had Phoenix high. Um, and, and his argument was sound. He's, he talked about the coaching. He talked about the stars that were on this team and just said, when it comes down to it, if, if I remember correctly, he was talking about, you know, they're going to be in the playoffs. And if you have to face Phoenix in the playoffs, they're going to be a tough out. doesn't matter what seed they are. They're going to be really frustrating. And now we have the second seed Aces, who I really trusted as one of those top three teams all year long, just looking like they don't have any solution. Yep. I mean, you you can only, what do you say in that locker room other than uh, you got to get more open and shoot the ball better and play more <laughs> defense and be better. Yeah. You just be better. Be better like, at everything. Yeah, it's just yeah. every phase of the game, Phoenix has just got clicking right now. Um, And if there's not too much of a delay between, you know, if let's say they win their semifinal game and they go on to face the winner of of sky versus sun, if they keep this momentum, no one's beating them. Now, that's a big if I mean, just a couple days off and and you can go back to being, you know, B plus basketball, like not playing at your absolute ceiling. And for the record, I don't think the sky or the sun are playing at their ceiling. I don't think we've seen the absolute best we we could get from either of those squads. But Phoenix is playing at like fully operational Death Star levels, and I feel bad for anybody in their way.
2: <laughs> I completely agree. Logan, let's get a prediction. Um, are we going to see Phoenix lock this up at home in front of the X Factor? Uh, are we going to have a Mighty Mercury advance to the finals for the first time since we've started our show? Are we going to see that, or... Is Las Vegas going to even things up and force a game 5?
1: I think Asia's going to come out ready to play and she's going to look like an MVP and she's going to get a bunch of points, but it's going to be heartbreak for Vegas. I think Phoenix gets it done in front of the home fans. Home court matters in this one. They just have everything going for them right now. Um I you know, you don't need a monster night every night from Brianna Turner, but if you can get it, I mean You're going to speed away from this. They have all the confidence in the world that they can beat this team a third time. There's no reason to believe that they can't just go out and have a repeat performance. So, yeah, I'm going to take Phoenix in a close one. I don't think we're going to see another blowout. Okay. But, I, you know, I think Asia's a a good enough player and a big enough of a star that she's not going to let that happen again. But I think it's over for Vegas this year.
2: Um I got to tend to agree with you. I think that Phoenix is going to probably lock this up at home. They're playing with so much pace and so much like they're just they've clicked. They've really clicked right now. They are peaking at the exact right time. Now, that being said, Las Vegas fans, all is not lost cuz we've On been talking about everything. So far. <laughs> pretty much everything. You <laughs> you're actually probably celebrating that we're making this prediction cuz we don't <laughs> we don't get our predictions right very often. Um Las Vegas preseason to me was hands down the number one team and it wasn't close. And I still believe that on paper, this Vegas team is, you know, as talented as anybody else like in basketball right now. I think that Las Vegas has, has the horses to do it. It hasn't come together. They've had a rough last couple of games that is not necessarily going to continue I can easily see Las Vegas bouncing back, finding an answer for Turner and Griner. And if they can, if Cambage and Wilson can flip the script on Turner and Griner, then we're going to see an easy Las Vegas win here, but that's not what we've seen the last two games. So I got to go with momentum right now. I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick Phoenix as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you're a Vegas fan, what you're hoping to see is, you know, get, get your stars, get Wilson and Cambage back to looking like themselves but you gotta have a Brianna Turner esque performance from Raquana Williams or Chelsea Gray or Kelsey Plum. One of those players has to step up and have the double double, right? Like be be the problem that Phoenix just can't seem to stop. Like or, or you know have the hot hand that just won't cool off. Because otherwise, I, I don't think you can throw your stars if you're Vegas at Phoenix right now and come
2: out on top. No, I'd agree with that. So let's uh, let's kind of wrap this up before we uh, before we sign off. We just want to thank each of you for listening, uh, checking us out wherever you are listening to this podcast. Um, if you happen to be listening to us on Apple Podcasts, we want to encourage you to take a second at the end of this episode and give us a quick five star review. Clicking five stars is enough we appreciate that. But if you want to write a review, we appreciate it. Uh, and especially uh, and, and we'll give you a special shout out here on the show. We have another five star review. I got to read out. Five star reviews. Caitlin Am, uh, five star review titled "Thank You." Uh, they write, "I am a lifelong women's basketball fan. Like my phone lock screen is Diana Taurasi, lifelong, and I am so thankful for your pod." your takes are smart and insightful. You're passionate about the game. And it's so cool to hear a group of men speak about the thought, speak at the thoughtful level you do about women's sports. Thanks for all you do. Caitlin. am. Thank you. We appreciate that five-star review. That's a great um, review. Thank you for being uh, a listener to, of our show. That's a great, great uh, review. You know, I, uh, we, we definitely welcome, um, you know, having, having women on our show and, and having them represented here. Um, Kind of part of what got us into this was that we're four dudes that love sports and we just got into it. So we appreciate the fact that no, we're, we're not, we're not women, uh, who are covering women's sports. We're, we're guys and that's okay. And, uh, but we, we absolutely, uh, (laughs) encourage the
1: original tagline of the show.
2: Yeah. We're guys and that's okay. (laughs) 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 But no, in all seriousness, um, we, we support so much. Um, all coverage of the WNBA from whoever it is. Um, especially want to give a shout out to a couple of, of other shows that, um, that do some other great coverage. Um, we've got bro- bloggers out there. Um, the, the Burn It All Down podcast is a fantastic podcast. If you're looking for some great, uh, women's takes on, on sports, um, they're a, a good friend of ours and, uh, and a member of the Blue Wire podcast family. So, Um, shouts to them and, and so many others. Um, but, uh, thank you for that five-star review. It's been, uh, we, we really appreciate that. That means a lot to us. Um, you can check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash WNBA nation, uh, hit us up with a follow over there and give a, a quick subscription. Um, if you have Amazon prime, it's free, doesn't cost you anything and sends a couple bucks our way. And it really does, uh, make a difference. Every little bit counts. um, and uh you can follow us on twitter that's the best way to interact with us at WNBA nation pod you can uh, dm us there you can uh you can tweet at us let us know what you think about our takes and uh much love to everyone in the WNBA family um we've got a lot to cover and some things that we're going to probably push to uh an off-season discussion there were some other uh Issues that arose here, um, and we'll be talking. Uh, for those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking Atlanta Dream. Probably uh, off season though. We're probably going to push that off season so we can focus on on playoff coverage here. We're going to see that if will be coming down the pipeline. Out. Yeah, we're yeah. Gonna let, I think there's going to be let some happen. development. <laughs> exactly. We're going to let some. We're going to let some stuff come through there. But we will be talking about that. Don't worry. But uh, for WBA Nation, I'm Kyle Haywood. I'm Logan Jones, and we got you next time.